And we're back with another Detroit Pierce. You guys all know that I've been studying for this NFL draft for months and months and months. And to have it finally be over, I got a lot to say. I got a lot of thoughts on my mind, not just about the Lions, mostly about the Lions. We got a lot of thoughts about the whole entire NFL. But we're also going to touch on the Tigers, we're going to touch on the Red Wings, we're going to touch on the Pistons, and we're going to have final thoughts. But first, the NFL draft. Look, I I have studied for this thing more than the ACT. I studied for this NFL draft more than anything in the world. And I can't wait to break this down for the Lions. First off, I had a lot of questions. I've, I know I've come off as positive. I know I've come off as a person that is really excited for this team and this organization. But when I saw Penny Sewell, I'll learn his name. I'll learn all these guys' names soon. I, I'm really bad at this. I understand. But when I saw Brad Holmes pick Penny in the first round, I was already sold on Penny. He's going to be a great, solid offensive tackle for many years. He's going to be, I think, I think he's the second best overall prospect in this draft behind Trevor Lawrence. But when I saw Brad Holmes and I saw Dan Campbell embracing, hugging, slapping the table, yelling and screaming and being excited, I've never been this excited for a Lions rebuild in my life. And trust me, I've been through a lot. Been through every I've been through a million rebuilds. But to see those guys show and express that type of emotion for that pick that just shows you that this is actually a front office. This is a head coach. This is a this is an organization that now not just rep- represents the Lions, but it represents the city of Detroit. That represents what you and I have been feeling for months and years. It represents what we all felt when Matt Patricia sat on that sideline and with his dopey look and didn't do anything. We finally have an organization that reflects us. We have an organization that reflects what we want, that we feel every single Sunday. That has to get you excited. I think that this year they're going to win two or three games, maybe four games. Don't get me wrong, okay? But damn it, it's about time we finally got somebody in the damn front office in representing the Lions that represents me and you. It feels freaking good. And that's all, and as funny as it sounds, I got that from the first pick. And then Panay goes in the press conference and he's, and he's yelling and screaming and he's excited. He's crying with his family. I finally have a team that wants to be here, that wants to be aligned, that wants to represent Detroit. I'm sold. And I'm even going to give them the fact that they're going to win no more than five. If everything goes right, what are they going to win? Six games? And I'm still going to buy in. I'm still in. Because I trust this process. I trust what we're doing. Gosh, I just, I've been buzzing about that. I've been buzzing about that for so long. Oh, I've been buzzing about it since we made that pick. That holy crap! I finally have a team that I love and this and that want and wants to play. That was an A plus pick. Let's go through all the picks real quick. All right. The first pick, the first pick for the Lions, Panay. I think it's an A plus. I've said it before. I've said it, and I'll say it again. He is a bona fide Hall of Famer. He's going to sit on that right tackle spot with with Decker. He's going to sit there with Frank Ragnow, and he is going to give Goff and whoever the next quarterback is, if we ever have another quarterback, a good offensive line to work with. 
Then the next two picks, both defense tackles, a major, major head scratcher. Two defensive tackles? I understand we don't have a defense, but two defensive tackles? Really? I just, I don't know. They both have talent. They both do different things, so I like it, but I don't love it. Then in the third round, in the late pick, they pick up the cornerback from Syracuse. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name. And we have the all-name team. I mean, the first four picks, I'm like, Aleem McNeil. Okay, I got that one. Levi, oh, I can't get that. I, oh, I have no chance, right? But a, a good, solid cornerback from Syracuse who has good height, who has some reach, I like that. He looks great. But let me tell you something. In the fourth round with the seventh and the eighth pick, St. Brown and Barnes made this draft. How they started off the fourth round made this draft into what I think a B plus, if not an A minus. Derek Barnes, as much as I love Jabril Cox, Derek Barnes is a straight baller. He represents what Dan Campbell's trying to bring into this organization. St. Brown fills a need that we have. Five of our top six wide receivers are gone next year. And St. Brown did it in the Pac-12, and he did it well at USC. He can go up and get that ball. He wants it. I love that pick. And then in the seventh round with the third to last pick, you pick you just pick the best available, Jamar Jefferson. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's not. It's just another running back in an already filled running back room. But here's another thing that makes it a B plus, right? It's not just what you do in the draft that makes it a B plus or an A minus. It's what you do in the undrafted tar- free agencies, right? Sh- uh, Sage Surratt, the Wake Forest wide receiver, was the number one guy after the draft. He's on our team now. They they get three good wide receivers, in my opinion. They get another solid big running back in Dedrick Mills at Nebraska, who is a good running back in, in filling up that running back room. And you get two more tight ends. Along with a whole slew of other good players. But I think those are the things that we... I, I think those were the three things that I liked the most. Three really good wide receivers, a good, solid, big Big, big third down running back and two tight ends that can really help out right now. It's hard not to be excited. So, at the end of the day, I know I've been kind of flirting with what our draft grade is. And you know what? Before I even give my draft grade, I just want to say this. If I had the Lions draft and I tweeted out this draft, I know I tweeted this out, but I want to reiterate this. If I tweeted out that this was my mock draft that I had, you guys would have crucified me. You guys would have been like, oh, this is terrible. Why don't you get more wide receivers? Why don't you pick safety in the seventh round? I would have liked to have seen that, Pierce. You guys would have given me a D minus. You know what I'm going to give the Lions? You know what I'm going to give the Lions? A B. Nah, screw it. A minus. They get an A minus. Just because of the undrafted. I think what they did in the draft is a B plus, but I think with the undrafted, getting Sage, getting a couple other wide receivers, and and bulking up that running back room with Dedrick Mills, I th- I'll give it a A minus. I'll give it an A minus. Everybody else is giving a B plus. I've seen all over the places mostly B pluses, and I tend to agree. I see what they're coming from, but I think with the undrafted free agents, it puts us over the A minus. But here's what I think about because I don't just do the lines. Here's what I think about the NFC North. Okay, let's go with the Vikings first. Personally. 
I wasn't high on Kellen Mond going in the draft. I think he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. And you still got Kirk Cousins. I understand you want to go to the next thing. I know you want to get rid of Kirk Cousins and go to Kellen Mond. I just don't think he's the right fit for that for that Zimmer type of offense. But they got a little bit of everything, but nothing great. So I gave them a C plus. I think the Packers have a, it had the worst draft. I think the Packers easily had the worst draft in the NFL. And I don't even you don't even have to pay attention to their picks. It's how they've handled the Rodgers situation. It's what's going on in their organization. It's got to be a D minus, if not an F. It has to be. And then the Bears. They pick fields. And they also get two big offensive tackles. They completely give that offensive facelift. And that and that's exactly what they needed. That defense is so good. And they give that offense finally a new breath of fresh air. Unbelievable. Bears actually might win the damn NFC North if Rodgers leaves. And Rodgers should leave. Rodgers should leave. I, 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 The Packers have screwed him over time and time again. It's time for him to leave. They don't give him anything. They don't give him what they, he needs. I get it. I understand. And he's like, shoot, you want Jordan Love? Have him. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. I don't blame him. Two teams that I think had a really good sneaky drafts. Uh, Cowboys and Browns, I thought a lot of things fell down to them. Uh, Cowboys getting Jabril Cox. Browns getting uh, the three-named linebacker out of Notre Dame. Great picks. Great picks. And I think they had another. And, and they had Schwartz, who's a great wide receiver, the Browns. I think they had two really good drafts. And I think the Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs next year. But I think what's funny is how the Lions picked, right? I think another thing that was very interesting is how the Lions drafted for this year because I feel like – a lot of drafts, people go for those skill positions and they build the skill positions and then go to the trenches. Lions are working inside out, right? They get the offensive tackle. They get the two defensive tackles, right? It feels to me like they're building in the trenches and then they're building out. I've seen all, I've read very quickly, all right, the 2020 mock drafts. Every mock draft has us taking a quarterback. It does. And I get it. Sam Howell. Slovis. I get it. It makes a lot of sense to me. All right. I think that's enough for the NFL. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. The Detroit Lions. The T Tigers. I talk about the Lions so much, I, I get the two teams mixed up. Let's talk about the team that's actually playing games. The reason why my sign says, don't ask about the Tigers. <sighs> Is there anything to say? Is there? Is there anything positive to say? I just you. I came into the season right. I came into the season. You came into the season. He, she, we all came into the season thinking to ourselves, "We're we gonna win the World Series." No. Are we gonna make the playoffs? No. But. But what I like to see, and do I think we could win 75 games? Yeah. And now, now we're going to be lucky to win 40, maybe 50. I just, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. They look so good against the Astros. And then after that, we all talked about how great they were. I had the sign that says, hey, we swept the, a the Astros. 
playing the A's, and then after that, can't hit. Can't pitch. Well, that's not true. We could pitch pretty well. Urania looked good. Oh, God. Just sucks. It just absolutely sucks. But let's talk about another team that sucks. But it's almost over, right? Because I feel like the Tigers and the Red Wings are on the same exact trajectory where I'm sitting there thinking, well, the Tigers and the Red Wings, 2025 to 2030, I've said is going to be the Red Wings and the Tigers are going to take over and everybody's going to come up to me and be like, oh, you're wearing Tiger stuff in Phoenix. You're just a fair weather Detroit fan. And I'm going to laugh in their face. Red Wings, we got two games to go. All right. Overall, I think that when we look back, I'm going to say something that's pretty surprising, that this season was a positive, okay? This season was a positive, not because we're in the playoffs, not because we're great, not because of we were better than last year. I feel decent. I'm not going to sit here and say I feel great, that I feel amazing, but I feel, uh, I'm, yeah. There you go. I feel okay. I feel like there's growth, and I feel like there's movement, and I feel like there's draft picks, and I feel like the draft picks are working. Two games to go of this terrible season, and we're almost done. And then, finally, another season that's about to end, the Pistons. The, the NBA has done this silly thing where they have let 20 teams in the playoffs, right? 20 teams. Think about that. 20 teams in the NBA make the playoffs because you get to pl- have the playing games for, for the 10 to the 7 seed. The Pistons aren't close. They're not even close. That's embarrassing, to say the least. They, they just made up these crappy playoff rules, and the Pistons are still done-done. And they're still winning games. Hey, have you thought about losing so we can get Cade Cunningham? No. We got to win and try. Just give me a break. Whatever. All right. On to... It's already been 14 minutes. Time to finish out the podcast with final thoughts. All right. Big housekeeping. I got a new dog. All right. His name's Frankie. Frankie the dog. All right. So, here's how we're going to do this. Frankie the dog has come in, What? when is it? May 2nd, all right? He came in after the Tigers game. My final thought is that Frankie the dog, I've, I know I've said this a lot, I'm trying to figure out new jujus, but I believe that Frankie the dog, my dog, Frankie the dog, is the beginning of a new chapter. Has to be, right? Has to be. We're going to change up the juju. I got a dog. That's how... What are you doing? Nothing. New dog, new chapter. You're welcome. Frankie the dog. I have no idea how this is going to help, but I just feel it. I feel like there's got to be a, some type of turn in this in this world. Ugh. Anything. Anything to make this better. All right. Thank you guys so much. Sorry I didn't do listener questions today. I've, I was a little bit busy. I bought a dog, all right? Yeah, that's right. I'm a parent now. <laughs> I love it when people do that. I'm a parent. It's gr- I. Oh, yeah? How old's your kid? Oh, it's a dog. He's 16 weeks old. I don't think you're a parent. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for everything. I will do listener questions later on this week. And please slide in my DMs or tweet at me, whatever you would like to talk about. I love talking about everything Detroit sports, anything and everything, uh, to be honest with you, even outside of Detroit sports. So thank you guys so much for listening. God bless and go Detroit sports.